Hello, and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. In the next few minutes, let's take time to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. We hope this message will lead you to know Him better and help you develop a love for His Word. Jesus, indeed, we adore You. You are our peace. We anchor our faith, our hope in You, our trust and confidence is in You and You alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, we're still going through a series on prayer. And many people find it weird and awkward when Christians pray together. And that's what we normally do, right? We pray in the office, pre-pandemic, or even now, during pandemic, or most especially now. We pray in the coffee shops, in dining areas, in leisure areas. People I know, when they bike or when they run, they pray together as well. And people would say that you know, it's better to pray alone in the privacy of their homes, in their rooms. It's less awkward. It's not weird. And yes, certainly so. Christians, we are all called to, called to pray in private and worship God and meditate in private. But in the same way, we're also called as Christians to pray together corporately. Now, why do we do this? Open your Bibles to Matthew 18. We'll read verses 18 to 20. This is Jesus speaking, and he said, Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among them. This passage is often used and quoted. Unfortunately, there are a lot of misconceptions. People sometimes use this to make God look like us, someone who is at our beck and call. Parang ATM, ang Lord. So, ah, sinabi niya naman yan. Whatever we ask in His name, kaya tayo nagpe-pray in Jesus' name, ibibigay niya. Pero hindi yun yung context nitong verse na to. Sometimes people use it erroneously. And it becomes sometimes a license to question God and His Word when prayers are not answered. Pag hindi sinagot yung prayer, people would say, oh, sinabi sa Bible to. Hindi na ako naniniwala sa Bible. Dahil hindi naman nag-grant yung prayer. Sinabi pag, when two or three are gathered in my name, He is there with us and He will answer our prayers. But these passages, these verses, are not about that. It's not about what we are asking. If we look at the bigger context of this, we read Matthew 18. Now, if we backtrack a bit to the bigger context of this passage that we just read, this is Matthew 18. But if Matthew 17, there's this momentous event in the life and ministry of Jesus Christ when He goes up the mountain, and we call it the mountain of transfiguration, and there's this white light shining before Him, and He, you know, He shines this light super white, and, and people around Him, the disciples who were with Him, were bewildered and were in awe because they witnessed the glory and the majesty of Jesus Christ. And at that moment, God the Father declared, this is my son. We'll find it in Matthew 17 verse 5. This is my son with whom 
I am well pleased. Listen to him. Now, that sounds so familiar, right? God the Father declaring, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. Because we can find that as well in Matthew 3, in the baptism of Jesus Christ, wherein God the Father declares, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. There's a difference though in the mountain of transfiguration. Matthew 3 verses Matthew 17. And there's this phrase that God the Father added in the mountain of transfiguration, wherein he said, listen to him. Jesus' baptism reveals and confirms his identity as the Son of God. This is my Son with whom I am well pleased. So that's already established. But at the Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus' transfiguration reveals and confirms his authority as God over all. Son of God who is over all. That's why God said, listen to him. It is about his authority. The gospel writer Matthew is very big in proclaiming the authority of Jesus Christ. That's why he portrays Jesus. He captures the stories of Jesus as a teacher. We all know in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, he gathers the preachings of Jesus and he presents him as if he was the big time teacher because at that time, in, in, in their culture, teachers occupy a high authority in society. And, and, and we also know in the Gospel of Matthew, at the end of it, in Matthew 28, Jesus declares all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And this is also the reason why in the book of Matthew, if you read it, when we read it rather, we will see many stories that Matthew captures where Jesus was in a mountain. Sermon on the Mount, Jesus preaches on the mountain. Mount of Transfiguration, the one that we just read now. And towards the end, at the end of the gospel, it was on a mountain when he declares all authority has been given to me. Because at that time, and in their culture, mountain tops are always associated with the heavenlies and the gods. So you see, in the mountain, Jesus declares his authority. God the Father reveals and confirms the authority of Jesus Christ by telling people, listen to him. So it means that Matthew was telling the readers at that time and even to us right now by extension that Jesus is the God over all. So that's the big context that Jesus has the authority over all. And in Matthew 18, it zeroes in into our relationship with him. Matthew 18 speaks of our relationship with Jesus Christ as the God over all, over all of creation. And then it also points to our relationship with each other, anchored by our relationship with Him. And in this part, in this, in this specific or immediate context, Jesus speaks on principles of praying together or prayer. Why do we Christians pray together? Verse 18 says, Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now again, from the, the this is Jesus speaking. And he, pag tinagalog natin to, parang, he says, Truly I say to you, oh, ako na, ako na. The God overall, ako ang nagsasabi. When you come together in prayer, when you bind something on earth, when you bind something in heaven, 
It's loose on earth. It's loose in heaven. It is not about what we're praying for. It is about to whom we are praying. Colossians 1.15 to 17 declares that as Paul writes it, that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. He is the firstborn over all of creation, for by Him all things were created in heaven and on earth, whether visible or invisible, whether thrones, dominions, rulers, authorities, for all things were created through Him and for Him and all things, and in Him, or He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. It speaks of Jesus Christ as our God, the Son of God, who has authority over all. And this is the same Christ that invites us to come to prayer. So why do we pray together as Christians? First and foremost, Jesus invites us to pray, to come together and to pray. This is the reason. And when we do it, when we do come together in prayer, it is in obedience to our God. It is the will of God. You know, our soul learns to pray by praying. And in the practice of prayer, in the practice of obedience to God by praying, to Jesus Christ by praying, our soul finds fulfillment and fullness in our communion with Him. And when we come to God, because to Jesus Christ, and He's inviting us to pray, He's ready to hear us. He is expectant and He welcomes us. Pre-pandemic time, when you host a party, you prepare for it. When we, when we invite our guests to a party, we're excited to see them and we do all things to prepare so that it will be an eventful moment for everyone. And when the guests would arrive, the host, when we host a party, we're excited to see our guests in the same way. Because Jesus invites us, is the one inviting us to pray, to come together in prayer. He is excited and He is looking forward to our communion with Him. Verse 19, again, I say to you, again, Jesus is highlighting here, oh, ako na, ako, God over all, ako nagsasabi sa inyo, if two of you, agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. So yes, the immediate context here is, as we mentioned earlier, so yes, Jesus this big God and, and, and He is the Son of God and has authority over all. And then the immediate context is our relationship with Him. Now specific to this, to this passage, Matthew 18 verses 18, 19, and 20, Jesus speaks of our relationship with each other. He talks about the importance of resolving conflicts, that if we are in disagreement with another person, we just go and talk to that person. If we cannot resolve it, we go and bring another person to help us. And if it's still not resolved and we're not in agreement, we bring more people to resolve it. So you see, it's more than just resolving conflict. Jesus speaks of being in agreement. And in this moment, Jesus injects and explicates an important principle in prayer. He is inviting us. Jesus highlights the importance of being in agreement in prayer. So why do we pray together? Yes, Jesus invites us to come to Him in prayer together. Jesus highlights agreement 
in prayer. Being in unity and agreement, it's something that scriptures, the Bible, teaches us all throughout. It's rehearsed in scripture from stories, narratives, examples of people, even in song. And there's this song in one Psalm 133 that speaks of agreement and unity. The Bible says how good, Psalm 133 verses 1 to 3, how good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity or in agreement. That's verse 1. And when people, when brethren, you and me, are in agreement, verse 2 says, it's like a precious oil that runs down, meaning precious oil is symbolic of anointing. So verse 2 says that if, if people, if we as Christians, as children of God, agree and are united in prayer, if we use this principle in prayer, there's anointing in it. And verse 3 says there's blessing in it. So when we come together in prayer and when we agree, and when we are united, there's anointing and there's blessing. We come together in prayer, in agreement, because we hear God together as well. The Bible says, Paul wrote in Romans to the church in Rome, in Romans 8, that we are the children of God through Jesus Christ. And because of that, we, we, uh, we have the Spirit of God. And because we have the Spirit of God, we are led by God. And when we gather together, it's not just about talking and asking God. Yes, of course, but prayer is not just a talk fest. But prayer is also a time for us to come to God, even in silence, to hear Him. And when we do it with others, we hear Him better. There's a confirmation of what God is saying. That's why in Romans 8.26, the Bible says, the Spirit helps us to hear God better. So yes, we pray together. Verse 20, as we end this passage. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among them. Jesus promised his presence when we pray together. I do believe this is a perfect ending to a teaching on prayer when Jesus spoke or declared this final test, final statement. For where two or three are gathered in my name, it is a perfect ending because it speaks of the true meaning of this passage, that it's not about what we are asking, but about to whom are we asking. It's not about what we're praying for, but about to whom do we pray to. That's why he said, for when two or three are gathered in my name, there am I. Jesus is highlighting his presence, the presence of the God of all creation. <clears throat> you know, prayer is interceding. We see that term in the Bible, intercede. Moses interceded. Abraham interceded, or they pray. To intercede means to meet or to meet together. That's why intercede or intercession has the very same meaning as intersection. Both are related. So when we say intercession, it means to meet up or to meet together, very similar to an intersection. When we come 
to pray together, when we are in agreement, because Jesus is inviting us to pray together, our intercession will have an intersection with Jesus Christ. You know, the value of praying together more than just having our, an, our, our prayers answered is the fact that we are communing, we are intersecting with God, with Jesus Himself. Therefore, we come together in prayer because Jesus is inviting us, because He highlights agreement in prayer, and because He promised His presence. God, we thank you for your word. Help us, Lord God, because you are our helper. Help us to have your word be deeply planted in our hearts and let it bear fruit. God, we pray that when we come to you in prayer, we would hear you. And God, that we would continually grow in the fullness, Lord God, of our communion with you. Lord, help us to fully accept, understand, and live out the value of prayer, that more than just having our wishes, our supplications, our hopes, dreams, aspirations answered, the importance is being in communion with you, Lord God. So God, we thank you, Lord. All these things we ask and declare in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's again worship God in song. Who has measured the waters in the palm of his hand and knows every detail? And who has marked off the heavens with outstretched arms? The great I am. Who has measured the waters in the palm of his hand and knows every detail? Who has marked of the heavens with outstretched arms the great I am? There is none like you, Lord, who has measured
God, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you praise. May the words of our mouths and the meditations of our heart be pleasing to you, Almighty God. And may our actions every day declare glory unto you, O God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a good day, everyone. You've been listening to the Victory Devotional Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcast. If you'd like to watch these messages every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.